Hello once again everybody, I'm Ruth McPhee and this is Ruth is Stranger Than Fiction. We're coming to you during lockdown with another special mini stranger episode. Um, I'm here again with Chris. Hello. Hi, Chris. Hi. I haven't seen you for ages. Nice to meet you here. <laughs> what a funny situation. Uh, and we are in our newly arranged podcast slash music room. Chris has moved all the furniture around and it's much better. Yeah. Thanks, Chris. It's <laughs> all right. I didn't do Gotta it. find something to fill my time with. I didn't I? help at all, did I? No. Yes, you did. That's not true. You helped uh, staple uh, material over the front of banners. Yeah. Oh, we've made some sound-absorbing panels, and I did some really good corners on them. I folded the fabric using my excellent gift wrap skills to make some really good corners. So that's what we've been doing (laughs) during lockdown. Now, this week, I've been reading quite a lot about the Black Death um, or the bubonic plague. I thought that's kind of an appropriate topic to look into, given the time. Right? Yeah, sure. Sure. So I thought, oh, I'll have a look at how it spread in East Anglia. Are there any interesting sites that relate to the plague that can tell us about what happened in these regions? Um, All that sort of thing. Interesting stories, anything like that. Excuse to rewatch Black Death with Sean Bean. Didn't do it. Didn't rewatch, seen it twice. I think that's enough. Enough times. There is a lot of interesting stuff, but the more I read, the more anxious and depressed I became (laughs) because it's obviously, it's a little bit too relevant, I think, at the moment. Uh, So let's leave all that for now. I was going to say close to the bone, but even that's inappropriate. Oh, a bit close to home. Possibly that's also inappropriate. If Why is our home? Well, hmm. We don't know. It might be disease-ridden. Okay. Finn could be carrying it in and out. He's a surface. He's a surface like a table. Never forget. So anyway, I thought nobody here needs to hear the phrase the great mortality right now. It's not going to help us. So let's, one day, all that, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about all the interesting things I discovered. But it is not this day. But not today. Not today. What are we going to talk about instead? I will tell you. It is the shrieking pits of North Norfolk. Right. What do you think about that? I mean, sounds fun. Yeah, shrieking. I thought a nice bit of shrieking, that's really going to help us in this time of anxiety and fear. Not usually enough shrieking in this house. (laughs) You're saying that because there is a lot of shrieking. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, not normally enough pits in this house. No, only armpits. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) There's or We had an avocado in the house last week. Right. That's got a pit in it. Yeah. But yeah, other than that, no peaches. No. And no massive uh, sinkholes. No, I hope not, God. Although I do like a sinkhole, but not in the house. So I thought that we're on safer ground with pits. <laughs> it's a joke. I see. <laughs> Did that just come to you off the just top of your came head? To me oh, okay. right now. I was going to say if you started scripting jokes in, then no, uh, things really have taken came a turn. To me. So with the shrieking pits. Sorry, I thought I was going to burp. We're drinking gin and tonics this week, by the way. Chris went out for supplies earlier. Essential supplies, I might add, but an inessential supply came, and that was a bottle of gin. I mean, if I'm not spending my money on anything else, I might as well be spending it on booze every time I go to shops. And then a bottle of tonic. But once you've got the gin, 
I say the tonic moves into the realm of essential. <laughs> so, so we can we can buy more tonic. <laughs> we can buy more tonic. Just not without gin. No. Um so that's um so what we're going to talk ah, about. Ah, but oh. uh it might be anti malarial, which uh if you listen to Trump is possibly a cure. Great. So we'll just gargle it in our yeah. throats constantly. So yeah, so the shrieking pits, no disease, just some lovely old fashioned hauntings. Great. So yeah, we're 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 good. So I first came across the shrieking pits a little while ago. Chris and I and Joe and Jake come as well. We go quite often to Wells Next the Sea, which is um, a nice little town village. It's a town. Yeah. Um, on it's the got north, a high street. Yeah, it's got a high street. Uh, on the North Norfolk coast. And I thought, do a bit of reading into kind of interesting histories of the area. It's a really beautiful part of the country, the North Norfolk area. Uh, the coastland is, I believe, there's lots of bird reserves, lots of nature reserves, uh, really sort of diverse ecologically. Yeah, not diverse in terms of its population. No. <laughs> well, there's a diversity of, of birds. <laughs> okay, yes. Which is mainly what I'm interested in when we go to, to Norfolk, <laughs> looking at birds through my binoculars. But there's um, sand dunes, there's pine woods, there's um, salt marshes, estuaries, woodland, all sorts of different uh, habitats. There's also... Quite a big number of interesting archaeological sites, for example. Do you know any? Um, in Norfolk, archaeological yeah. sites. I mean, I suppose, where's Sutton Hoo? That's Suffolk, isn't it? Yeah. So not Sutton Hoo. What did we do last time we went to Wells? Oh, we went to that um, uh, castle. There's a name I've already forgotten. Castle Acre. Castle Acre, that's right. Yeah, we um, we did the thing that I always want to do and normally nobody else goes along with it, where when you drive past something and you see a sign saying this way to the castle or like this way to the weird bog or you know just something that sounds <laughs> interesting just your weird bogs are ever signposted <laughs> or you know this way to the old mysterious cave system mm. uh, and this time it said castle turning just just up ahead and I was like let's go to the castle and to my surprise the others all were like oh yeah let's go to the castle so we took a, a little tangent and we went to Castle Acre which has the ruins of an old Norman settlement which was quite fun wasn't it yeah quite fun I rolled down a hill shouting as you wish in the style of the princess bride <laughs> no one could believe it well, Chris, it was the middle of the day. There weren't many people around. Chris had to hold my glasses. I'm glad that was a decision made in advance. Yeah, and my phone I took out of my pocket as well. I was Let's very... not have another phone disaster. No, I was um, I was clever on this occasion. Um, so there's that. There's also, I discovered, quite near Cromer, at somewhere called West Runton, a quite different discovery was made, which was an 85% complete skeleton of a mammoth. Ooh. Yeah. How did it get there? Just, I guess, used to live there. From the Ice Age? An old age. That's for sure. Right. An old, long time ago age. The mammoth was an indigenous species to these parts? It was called a steppe mammoth. Right. S-T-E-P-P-E. Okay. So that's a big discovery. There's also been um, discoveries of uh, Anglo-Saxon, you know, relics, um, a Bronze Age stone circle, I believe, somewhere. So there's all kinds of sites. Where was Sea Henge? Uh, That was somewhere around there, wasn't it? Could be. Think that might have been Suffolk as well. Can't remember. What I learned was there's all kinds of stuff, and I know very little about a lot of it. So there's all kinds of interesting things um, in lovely North Norfolk, and this returns us in a roundabout way to the Shrieking Pits, and this is also around Cromer, which okay. is is not just near Wells, but it's not that far away. You can go get on the bus. bus. Yeah, we went once on the bus. Never again. Well, it wasn't that bad. 
<laughs> the uh, 2p machines the quality of the 2p machines yeah, was true. not as good as the quality of those in wells that's very true and we do like a 2p machine now if you go around the fields and woodland near chroma you may come across a series of sort of circular or nearly circular uh, depressions or holes in the earth some are just hollows, some are still just hollows, some are kind of overgrown with um, trees and other foliage, and some of them are now full of water. But um, you can you can tell that they were all of the same kind of origin because they're all, as I say, circular, close to circular, and their kind of distribution shows that they're man-made or that they were a, a creation of humans right. at one point rather than a natural occurrence. And there's been a lot of speculation over the years about how they came to be. For a long time, it was thought that they were the kind of remains or the indentations from prehistoric dwellings, from prehistoric man. Makes sense. It does, but now that is largely debunked. Right. What seems to be the general consensus now is that they were once the locations of early medieval iron or mining and smelting pits. Okay. So they were dug into the earth to mine for iron and then to give a place to smelt. Are they they're quite regularly sized and shaped, are they? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If you look you can um if you look online, you can Google the shrieking pits if you want, or you could just look up iron ore smelting pits, I guess. Um but you can see them from aerial photographs and they do look quite similar and right. regular right. in the way that they're shaped You could find them on Google Maps. I guess you could. We could provide a um, map reference, Ooh, longitude yeah. and a latitude, and then go and check them out. Okay, let's do that. We'll okay. do that on the on the website. Great. Um, and these, um, they reckon, date from the 9th to 11th centuries. And now all that remains is these sort of hollows in the ground. Um, I also read a website, I didn't read much of it, just had a glance, tried to work out what was going on, that suggested that they were um, craters that had been... Well, craters that could only be explained by what is called electric universe theory. Mm. Do you is know this about like this? Flat Earth theory. It's not quite as insane. Right. No, I don't know about it. What well, it? I didn't know about it either. It seems to be a sort of pseudo scientific mm. theory. I.e., not scientific. Yeah. We <laughs> could say like alternative geology. But no, I don't... Nobody's doing a bloody PhD in alternative geology. They might are they? be. We don't know. <laughs> um, but I don't know. Look, I don't know much about it. I just had a look at this thing. It was like, but these, it all seemed a bit conspiracy theory-ish. Mm. So, but you can't tell me what the gist of it is. Well, something about the the electric electrical force right. plays a huge role in a way that we do not currently comprehend. Like ball lightning. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, like ball lightning is. Yeah, like I a know thing, about ball it, lightning. It's like there isn't really a proper explanation for. Well, they probably get right on board with ball lightning right. then. Right. Um, but they're like, oh, but some say these were caused by dwellings, but surely it cannot be so simple as that the dwellings of a, a human can have created these craters. And it's something like coming out of the earth or going into the earth. Like tremors. Not worms. Oh. oh, I would love it if it were worms. But as far as I can tell, there's not really a basis in that. On an ordnance survey map, almost all of the pit locations are marked with the words iron workings. Right. So I say, in your face, electric university. Yeah, the ordnance survey know what's what. Yeah, they're not going to lie to us. Come on. I trust them. I trust those ordnance survey maps. Anyway, whatever the origin of the holes, a number of local stories of supernatural sightings and 
soundings, sights and sounds, supernatural sights and sounds, uh, have developed up around these pits. The main focus of the stories is the scattering of pits found around the parish of, I think I'm going to say, Aylmerton. Does that sound right? Yeah, I guess Al-Merton. so. I mean, it's hard to know without seeing how Al-Merton. it's spelled. <laughs> A-Y-L, Merton. Yeah, yeah, because like Ayers, A-Y-R, yeah, Ayers. Ale, Ale Merton. Yeah. The parish of Ale Merton, there are five pits, um, which are quite in the fields, quite nearby. And how far is that from Cromer? Oh, I did look on a map. I want to say like 10 miles right, okay. or something, a bit inland from Cromer into the, the kind of the farmland. And it's also, which is... Again, maybe a story for another day, but um, these pits are located quite near the Gresham Cross, mm-hmm. which is a road marker, which has now been restored. It was, I think, used to be there, then it was destroyed, then it was rebuilt a bit. Um, and the Gresham Cross marks the Pilgrim's Path, which leads to Walsingham, which is very near Wells. Um, and we've been to Walsingham a number of times. It's full of pilgrims. Yeah, it's a strange little place. It's got a really uh, long distinguished religious history i suppose we would say with shrines there was an abbey there every other shop is selling um religious icons yeah yeah get a golden jesus for your fireplace yes and once we 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 were walking past walsingham and in the window of the shop i got excited and i saw a chalice and i shouted a golden chalice and then a suspicious looking man who was entering the shop gave me a stern stare because he thought i was being sarcastic but i was genuinely excited to see a golden chalice (laughs) that is not the cup of a mere carpenter (laughs) no um so so people that were going to Walsingham um to the to the shrines and the waters of Walsingham would would go past on this road. So we maybe talk about Walsingham another day. Nice pubs. Yeah. It's well, a bit one, weird. One though. nice pub. It's there's never very many people around. It's very odd. Okay, so the five pits around Almerton, they play host to the first of the spooky tales that I will tell you. There are more than one spooky tale. Yes. More than one shrieking pit and more than one spooky tale. The first ghostly tale tells of a woman in white who, according to local legend, can be seen at all times of day, not just at night, uh, trailing around the pits, wringing her hands and moaning and wailing in terrible sorrow. Mournful. The story goes that this is a woman who was killed by her jealous husband. She had a had a new child and he became convinced that the child wasn't his and that it was the result of an affair. At which point he kills the child. Vin enters at this dramatic moment. To make a shrieking noise. The shrieking cat. He killed the child uh, and the story goes he buried it in one of the pits. But nobody knows which one. Oh, so she's searching for the buried child. He then returned to his wife and also murdered his wife. Uh, and the ghost of the wife now trails mournfully around the pits, uh, peering into the earth and trying to work out what's happened to her poor buried baby. Oh dear. She, did she go in a different pit, the body? I, I suppose don't... her body was not in a pit, was it? No, but, but the baby went the in pits. a pit. So that's quite a sad story. A classic ghost story, I would Real say. Real classic, classic factors. You'll see that the other story is really also quite classic. They conform. Classic. Um, is this, what, this is like where the, the, these stories originate in what era? Like, like we think of like that kind of ghost story as being like a Victorian fascination, right? Mm. But that's harking back presumably to something a bit older. 
I don't think so. No. I think they're relatively modern, these stories. Um, apparently in an early version of this story, because of the early belief that it was prehistoric remains, it was thought she was like a prehistoric woman searching <laughs> for her lost baby. In her, in her prehistoric white gown. <laughs> um, but now it's said that, you know, she's a kind of, I guess agricultural era that we've been right. talking about in a lot of our stories yeah so her ghost now haunts the pits searching piteously for her lost child sorry i kind of laughed then because you said piteously and i thought it was a bad pun but i realized it was a, oh, no, actually a somber was moment descriptive oh dear not always a pun sorry very serious there are similar sightings at pits nearby in Weybourne, which is only a few miles and they're assumed to be the same poor wretch they describe a woman wrapped in white sheets who rises from the ground and then trails around the pits so that's the first story of the woman in white the second popular tale concerns another area also known as the shrieking pits so you'd think the shrieking pits might just refer to like one cluster but mm. actually there's like there are several a, clusters. a few clusters and the name the shrieking pits has come to be used for for different places um having said that it's all in a quite a small area this time it's referring to the holes at nearby north reps ah my that's where my grand's from Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's where, Yeah, that's where she used to live. That's where she was born, grew up. Oh, well, North she Rips. might know. We should have we asked, asked her. We should have asked her, shouldn't we? Oh. Maybe we should put this on hold. Shall, we could get her to do a recording. <laughs> I don't think my grand can do a recording. Down the phone? She can barely operate the video. Oh, well. <laughs> Actually, maybe the problem is she's still got a video. Anyway, sorry, yes, my grand. Yeah, from North so Reps. Reps. This is not far, not far from, from Kramer or Almerton. The pits at North Reps can be found close to a trail leading from Hungry Hill, which is a brilliant name. If you go up Hungry Hill and then you take a trail <laughs> off to the side, it will take you through into a wooded area where there are a small number of pits now flooded surrounded by what else but weeping willow trees oh very symbolic yeah so you go it um i've seen photos of it and it's like um kind of quite picturesque but i can imagine at night it's probably looks quite spooky with all the kind of the trees trailing into the water and you can't really see inside mm. the water and it's I can see the wind how it, is rustling through exactly. Them. I can see how it would become a a ghostly setting. Reports from this area tell of crying and screaming coming from the water, most commonly on a cold February night. This is when the story tells that the tragedy unfolded, and this is when the haunting takes place. Once again, the story concerns an ill-fated young woman who, arguably, we might say, was done a bit wrong. <laughs> By a, a scoundrel. Oh, yeah. A terrible it's scoundrel. It's a familiar tale. This was just a teenager of 17 years old called Esmeralda. The story goes, Esmeralda was engaged in an affair with a charming but untrustworthy young farmer. Aren't they all? Aren't they all? Always so charming but so untrustworthy. Um, he was cheating on his wife with young Esmeralda. She was very besotted with him. He probably, we know what young untrustworthy but charming farmers are like he was just getting away with what he could i expect yeah selling pigs that weren't his own <laughs> foxy quarter style the the story goes that the affair was discovered by i think the local vicar uh, and he said Come that's the on. worst person that's I know, the last person you want to discover your affair absolute worst he's not going to shut up about it is he no so the young farmer slunk off back to his wife and poor esmeralda was left bereft and heartbroken one night one cold february night she was wandering through the fields through the woodland and she came across the pits the flooded pits and in a rash 
terrible moment of absolute despair, she decided she must fling herself in to escape all her misery and pain. And so she did. She flung herself into a pit, immediately regretted her decision. Uh, I mean, they're deep enough to fling yourself into then. Mm. I imagine to be more bowlish, you know. Bowlish, but deep. Right. So you, if you flung yourself in the edge, well, if you, you couldn't you'd still swim, stand up. But if you couldn't swim and you panicked, she immediately wished she hadn't done it. This is the story. So she began to to frenziedly splash around, and she screamed and screamed for help, and cried out for help. I also imagine a bit of weed might have entangled in her petticoats, dragging she, her down, dragging her down, down into the the pit, and she cried for help. She screamed for help hoping someone close by would hear her cries and come and rescue her. But no one was close by. So poor Esmeralda screamed and screamed in vain until she drowned in the pit. And thus, on a cold February night, to this day, she screams and screams Mm. in vain for someone to save her. Poor Esmeralda. More shrieking. And that's the two stories of the shrieking pits. So they are disparate sets of pits. Yeah, but they're close by to each other. But I suppose collectively this these stories have developed. Who knows, maybe one area had their own story and the other one was like, oh, we yeah. could get in on the act of Once having a Once they started a doing a bit story. of, um, you know, selling T-shirts and, uh, you know, charging entry. I can't verify the truth of the stories, but I can tell you that they are local legends. Um, Anything in the way of, you know, eye- eyewitness accounts? Mm, nothing... Nothing I can that research has turned up. <laughs> <laughs> um, there is a story that I found relating to the second lot of shooting pits that are flooded in a book which is called The History of an East Anglian Soak, which I thought this is going to be like a hilarious tale written by an old drunk. Yeah, some of like them, country farmer. Yeah, of their kind of crazy adventures. Swilling moonshine. Um, and it was published in 1819, but in fact a soak... S-O-K-E is something to do with a jurisdictional region. Oh, and, much drier. Um, it's like a record of various things that happened in the region that were investigated or, you know, had to be ruled upon. Like the um, X-Files. And something in there tells of a horse and cart which just disappeared. Oh, really? Like Disappeared um, into the pit. Woman in black. I guess so. Yeah. Not a pit, obviously. but And know. there do seem to be other stories um, around East Anglia of, of this idea of like a, a bottomless mere of a, a, a watery body. A dark where, water. A dark water where things go in and never come out. Mm. So it all kind of ties into that sort of uh, folklore as well. And any, any um, modern day sightings? When, when, when do your sightings date from? Just the old times. The old times. So possibly now. I mean, the, pit, the pits are still there, you say? The pits are still there. But maybe I think the, we uh, might visit them in the future. The entities have um, tailed off a bit. It's just going to be <laughs> kids smoking bongs, isn't it? Maybe. <laughs> maybe. But, you know, classic ghost stories, the classic elements, a kind of romantic disaster, yeah. uh, a, a murderous rotter. Or a, a, or a regrettable decision. Yeah, terrible, regrettable decision. A mournful, weeping woman. Well, two in this case. So it's got all the classic features of the classic ghost stories. And we can enjoy those. Oh, yeah. yeah they have basically no resonance for these modern days, do they? So, you know, it's the kind of horror we can enjoy <laughs> without having to fear that it's soon going to become our everyday life. Oh, God. It's true. So that's the end of The Shrieking Pits. Great. Thanks. Maybe The Great Mortality comes another day. Mm, but yeah. for today, just a few a few small mortalities. Just when, like, uh, the death rate is back down to just a few people a day yeah, rather than just a, a few thousand people a day. Lovely. 
All right. Well, I hope you're all looking after yourself and um, staying sane during this time. You know, if reading all about the Black Death helps you get through it, go for it. Yeah, I get, I, for a while, I felt better. Then I felt worse. So, you know, just, just do what works for you. Okay. And I'll see you next time for another mini stranger. <laughs>